Welcome to the podcast for Refuge City Church. We hope that the message today blesses you and inspires you to be a refuge that embraces others. Good morning. So um, this message this morning, I did teach a couple of Wednesday nights ago, and Pastor said, that is a Sunday morning message. And I went, oh. <laughs> so you want it on Sunday morning? And he said, yes. So... For you who were here Wednesday night, I'll tell you one thing. My messages are never the same, so some of it will be the same. I can't even do two services exactly the same. I don't know what happens. But the title of it is Show and Tell, and it kind of started off with when I was teaching in Ephesians and talking about when these bodies are like tents and we're always having to patch them up and fix them up, and then the next thing I know, here I am. So here's Show and Tell. Okay, you got to be fixed and patched. So um, then that got me to thinking, and uh, my my thinking and God's thinking. I I don't know. He just made me funny because <laughs> I think God. I think our God is such a God of joy, and and we just kind of make him a gloom and doom God, and it's just not. He just he just does amazing things, and so the originator of show and tell is God. It's a God, and he started in the garden. But I was thinking, you know, you give a little kid a piece of paper and a pencil or a crayon and they scribble on it, and what's the first thing they do? Show it to you. You don't know what it is. If they're kind, they'll explain, this is a cow or this is a, because otherwise you don't have a clue. But what is it that they want? Look what I did, and I want you to see it. And that's what our God is like. Look what I've done. Look what I'm doing. And I want you to see it. God is a God of show and tell. And so he started in the garden. And I think he had a great time creating. Because he just created such amazing things. You know, I, I just kind of, I get these pictures. So this picture I have is that he kind of looked down and said, you know, that, that planet down there, that it's looking kind of dark and gloomy, and you know, the kids are coming. <laughs> so we need to fix it up. And God began to create. And I think that he had a great time creating. You know, I don't think he just said, you know, we read Genesis and we just, and then God did this, and then God said, let there be, and let there be, and let there be. And, let. and I just, my, I don't know, maybe your God talks that way, and my God doesn't talk that way. I think my God said, let there be! And there was. Oceans, come on, roar, oceans, come on, water. And then he put everything in there. And I think that he had a great time doing it. And all the flowers and everything that we see, that he says that the very creation will tell you that he exists. And you look around and we just see incredible things. Flowers that are so amazing. Plants and trees and, and animals. And you know, Earth was probably really quiet till he put all them animals on it and all the, all the noise started happening. And God was enjoying every minute of it. I believe. I believe. 
So then he's got all these creatures and he's got all these things in place and then he wanted someone to see what he had made. Aren't we all like that? How many times do you make something you want somebody to see it? Because we have that creativity. God is so creative, but we're made in his image. So there's a creativity in us. There's a desire in us that when we do something, we want somebody to see it. We want to see that creativity. And so God put that in us. Remember, you're made in the image of God. So many of the things that God, we should be like God. Then if we're made in his image. And so we get excited. I make things. Look what I made. This is amazing. Look what I did. Pastor David, poor Pastor David, he's my, my tech support. <laughs> because I have no tech. So it takes a lot of tech support. So something happens like Pastor David, and he comes in, and he looks at it, and he goes, bloop, and it's all fixed. Okay, and then I try it, boop, and where'd it go? <laughs> I think I have a ton of stuff out in cyberspace somewhere. <laughs> Never to return. Never to return. Never. But I try, and so then I thought he exhorted us to be creative. So I thought, okay, I'm going to put some pictures in my sermon. You think that's not a big deal? To me, it's a big deal. So, so I wanted to see what I did. <laughs> and so, when God created Adam, he showed him what he had made. And then he made Adam the one and only perfect woman. Not for long, but there was a few... <laughs> little bit of time there that there was one okay I know a lot of us think we are but we're not okay but there was one and God said it was good he looked at what he made and said well I like that See, so he enjoyed it. In Genesis 1, 27, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. And then God said, look. See, there we go. Look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food, and I have given every green plant as food for all the wild animals. Did you ever notice that all the wild animals ate grass? Well, I was telling Adam and Eve messed that up, but now they kill each other. But at that time, he said, everything is going to be fed. And the small animals, everything that has life. And that is what happened. Then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the sixth day. God built into us a desire to show and tell. 
That is why we have so many amazing gifting, so many artistic people, builders, people that can make incredible things and wanting people to see them. We have people that can paint amazing things. I do not paint amazing things. I paint walls. <laughs> and then there's people that can just build anything. My husband was a builder. He could build so many things. Give him wood and he would make something. And, but he would always say, honey, come and see this. Honey, come and see this. See, we have that show and tell in us. It's built into us. And they go on making incredible things, but we want people to see it because God built that into you. For example, there's a hotel. Here comes my first picture. You ready? <laughs> this is in Dubai. And whenever you say Dubai, this is the first thing people think of is this hotel. And they really said that it couldn't be done. But somebody had a vision for that, and somebody had an ability to figure out how to build that, and somebody had the ability to build that, and there it is in all its glory. <clears throat> you say, well, it's just a hotel. No, it's not just a hotel. It's an amazing hotel. And don't you think that the person that built that and the person that designed that, don't you think they ever said, look what I made? If I made a hotel like that, I'd put my name on it. Pat made this hotel. <laughs> so now God's got all these, this uh, whole setting for the kids, all right? He's made earth beautiful. I mean, when you look around, I'm, I'm always amazed at little teeny flowers. When I see little teeny flowers growing out of a rock that has a little bit of dirt in it, and the little flower's only about a half inch to an inch tall, I don't know why that always makes me stop and look and I think, God, why'd you make this little flower? Hardly anybody can see it. You probably got flowers all over that no human being will ever see. Why do you do that? And he said, because I like to. <laughs> well, you can't argue with that. <laughs> but if you look at the intricacies of the creation around us, just the very creation, and then you look at the, the creation of people, there's not two people in this room that look alike. And you say, well... That's God. He has the ability to do that. But he makes us all alike in a way. We need him. We need him. Every human being on the planet needs him. So God is not done. He's got the garden done. He's got people put into it. And he's not done. Because we know that Adam and Eve blew it and got thrown out of the garden. And then things kind of went downhill from that point on. So we kind of get irritated at them, don't we? You know, why couldn't they just behave? For the same reason you don't behave. It's the same reason. It's called sin. It's got a name. It's called sin. So God is not done. All right, so now he's got all these people, and he loves them, and he loves them. And so he's going to make a way for them. He made a way for Adam and Eve. The first shed blood was an animal killed in the garden to cover them. Shed blood. 
for sin. But God says we've got to let them know that we love them. We've got to show them that we love them so God is not done. So, picture number two. For God so loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And God sent his son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. So God not only talked of his love, he showed his love. God still in show and tell. God speaks throughout the Old Testament over and over. He tells them, if you will do this, I will do that. He makes promises. He makes covenants. Israel breaks them. He says, you break it, you're going to be in trouble. They break it, they got in trouble. You be obedient and you're going to be blessed. Over and over. God showed them that he meant what he said. And said what he meant. And so he sent his son into the world. Gave his one and only son that everyone who believes should not perish. God sent his son not to judge. Jesus did not come to judge. But to save the world. So here's God's picture. God spoke of Jesus all the way through. Jesus is in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. And so he sent him so that we can see. God told about him, and now he shows him. Some people liked what they saw, while others did not. Jesus performed many miracles, signs, and wonders. Being a show-and-tell God, he demonstrated his power in many ways. The blind could see, the deaf could hear, the dead were raised. Jesus' teachings astounded them. They said he teaches like one in authority. Well, yeah, he was. The interesting thing was that I defended others. The religious begin hearing their many rules dropping away. I mean, Jesus carved down all them rules really fast. Hope was given to the outsider. God's promises were only to Israel. But when Jesus came, it was to everyone. Anyone who would believe. Anyone who wanted to be a part of the kingdom of heaven which didn't go over well with the religious people. It never goes over well with religious people. Still doesn't go over well with religious people. Okay, we like to make rules. and We love to make rules for other people, but hate it when they make them for us. Don't make rules for me. And so the rules were dropping away and they were changing. Things were changing. Who was being invited into the kingdom of God? The outsider, the one who stood on the outside watching God's people, so-called people, watching God's people. And now God invited them in. He invited them in to his kingdom. Jesus had only begun to show his love and the love of the Father as he began to tell what was required to be a part of the kingdom, never once asking the permission of the religious leaders, because Jesus does not have to ask permission of anyone. Okay, that means you and me too. 
the tone changed to mocking, anger, hatred. It was again show and tell. When he told the heart of the Father, when he told what it meant to be a part of the kingdom of God, and then he showed it. He was God here. He was the picture. God had sent him. He was the picture to show us. Look, this is what the Father is like. And they said, show us the Father. And he said, look. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Because you will see nothing different if you saw the Father himself than what you see right now. Show and tell. And Jesus showed over and over and over. But God was not done yet. Because Jesus could come and he could share. But there still had to be a price to be paid. For the Israelites, they had spent hundreds and hundreds of years of sacrificing lambs and sheets, and it was a bloody time. I mean, it was a bloody time to go to church because you had to bring something you were going to kill to get to church. I mean, think about it. Over and over and over, that blood was all right for now. But it was not going to be the blood that was going to make the difference in the kingdom of God. There was only one kind of blood that was going to make a difference in the kingdom of God. And that was to be a sacrifice, pure, holy, sinless. And there was only one lamb the Lamb of God, to do that. That could be that. And now here he is, and he knows why he's here. So the next show and tell is the crucifixion. Jesus told his disciples that he must die. They did not want to believe it. That totally destroyed their plan of the position that they would have when he set up his kingdom. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. Who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom? Well, there's only one that's going to be the greatest in the kingdom, and that's God. Okay, the rest of us are just blessed to even be in the kingdom. All right? So, but they debated about it and they argued about it and Jesus would overhear them. And I, I can imagine the feeling in his heart when all he could hear was, I'm going to sit on the left side and I'm going to sit on the right and I'm going to be... And he's, he's here to die. He's here to die. There was only one disciple there that terrible day. That was John. There were several women there. The rest were hiding, feeling hopeless. Some went back to fishing. It was a great time, but it's over. There he is, dead on the cross. He said in three days he would be back. But they didn't really believe him, did they? You know, had they really believed him, they would have been sitting outside the tomb. 
waiting for him to come back out. I thought about that. I wonder why nobody was waiting for him to come back out. Why wasn't someone sitting there? We'd have TV cameras all over. We'd all have our phones out. So it was great while it lasted. He's dead now. But God was not done yet. So then in our next picture, I love this picture. It's, it's the first picture I've ever seen looking from the inside out. Jesus told him on the third day he would be back. He told, God showed, show and tell. God showed an empty tomb. When the women went to prepare the body, it was gone. I've stood in the tomb. It's a great feeling that it's empty. It's a special feeling. But it was a promise that he would be back. He stayed a while, and then he said he needed to go, but would not leave us alone. He would send a helper. The Holy Spirit... He said he was going to prepare a place for us. And how many times we need that helper all the time. We just heard a testimony how that helper really helped, even if it's aggravating at times. He can be aggravating at times, but he doesn't care how you feel. He's there to help. So he's going to help you. Like it or not, you're going to get helped. In John 14, one says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my Father's house. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? Would I lie to you? No, we know he wouldn't. So, where is he? Preparing a place for you. And he's been at it for a long time, so it's going to be a really incredible place when you get there. When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. That's a promise. That's your promise. When everything is ready, everything is not ready yet, or he would be back. But that is our promise. He says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust in me. And we're in a season and we're in a culture and we're in a time right now where there are troubled hearts all over the place. Everybody worrying about everything, mad at the government, mad at the pandemic, mad at this, mad at that, irritated at that, rebelling against this, constitutional rights, blah, 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 blah. And I think God just hears a one, go, one, go, one, go, one. He says, don't let your heart be troubled. This ain't it. This is just a temporary place. We're just passing through here. And I know I say that all the time. And I'm going to keep on saying that all the time because it's true. This is temporary. Don't worry about anything. 
It's temporary. You're just a pilgrim. You're just passing through. We don't live here. That's why we got these temporary tents to live in that keep falling apart and you got to mend them and fix them and work on them. And God says, because I'm making a place for you that's never going to fall apart. It's never going to need repaired. And when it's ready, I'm going to come and get you. So don't let your heart be troubled. Don't worry. When you worry and you fuss and you steam and you get mad and you proclaim this, that, and the other thing, where is your trust in God? Where is God in all of this? See, that's what we have to look at because otherwise we can just get sucked right into the world around us. And pretty soon we sound like the world around us and we act like the world around us and the world can't tell we're not of them. God's biggest show and tell is that. But God is not done. So here's my next picture coming back. First Thessalonians 4.13 But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself, put the picture back up. Let's look at it. The Lord himself. What a day that's going to be. What a day that's going to be. The Lord himself. He's not sending a bunch of angels down. The Lord himself. And I think that God is so excited for that day to come. Because I know I am. But it's not quite time. Because he said, when it's ready, I'll come. So the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel. God's noisy. God's not nervous about noise. You know, we think God's nervous about noise. Shouting. I mean, I can't imagine with archangels blowing trumpets and angels shouting. This has got to be a lot of noise. It's going to be loud. Everyone is going to know because every knee will bow. And every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord whether they want to or not and the dead in Christ will rise first then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and thus we shall always be with the Lord therefore comfort one another with these words Jesus is coming back don't worry about all this stuff going on don't get caught up in it. Don't be robbed of your joy in the Lord. So what is God using for show and tell now? God is using you. Uh-oh. You have a testimony. You have something to tell. The question is, do you show what you have to tell? Does your life show what you have to tell? When you tell about your experience with Jesus and your life doesn't show it, who can believe it? 
If you sound like the world, the world can't believe it because they need you to show them. And we show by our attitude, by our actions, how we treat each other. Are we Christians all the time or just here? So there's this amazing thing that can happen right here in this room this morning. A creative God is still creating. He said, for if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. All things have become new. Is Christ in you? If he's not, right here in this room, this morning, right this moment, you can ask him, I want you to be in me. I want to forgive my sin, and I want to be one of yours. And right then, instantly, a new creation happens because we have this creative God that has the ability to wipe the slate clean. All things are passed away, and all things become new. And even if you're a Christian, do you get in some old things on your slate that maybe need to be passed away and some new things added on to it? How did you treat everybody this past week? How did you act? How did you talk? What did you do? What did you show? Hey, well... Well, you can get, you have another chance this morning to say, God, forgive me, help me to be your show and tell person in the realm that I'm in, in the circle of influence that I am in. Help me, God, help me. And so if you've never asked him in, ask him in. He's right here, he's waiting, he's standing right beside you, standing right, right beside, right beside you right beside you all you have to do is say God he says what what do you want I want to be a new creation because here's the creative God of all the universe all the universe standing right beside you this morning waiting to create you into a new person waiting to create your life of sin to be wiped away and give you opportunity to write a new message on your slate of life. Now when you think about the last week and how you behaved and how you reacted, how you responded, you got things that need you on off that slate right now. It's time to ask. God, take it off. Take it off. Because I want to be a new creation. All things passed away. All things become new. So the church is the ultimate show and tell of God. And he's asking us, tell them, show them. So our missionaries can just talk about what they want to do and never move away from their comfort zone. That's not going to cause anything to happen. But when you're willing to move out of your comfort zone, I really want to tell that person off. And God says, really? Really? Why don't you give a word of encouragement? Give a word of life. Speak life. Be 
God's show and tell. I want to be your show and tell, God. So help me where I need to be helped. So we're just going to pray. Then if you need God to make some changes, do it right now. Don't walk out with the same junk on your slate that you could have wiped off. I wish I would have done that different, God. God says, I'll, I'll wipe the slate clean. I will create you into a new creature. I will create you to be different than you are now. That's his promise. So if that's you, have a little talk with Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the incredibleness of who you are. The creative powers that we see demonstrated. And Father, the show and tell. How many times you've shown each of us your power. How many times you've shown each of us your love that you spoke to us about. That you loved us and you cared about us. And you didn't want us to worry. And you wanted us to trust you. And we want, you wanted us to love you because you love us. And you've shown us over and over with your grace and your mercy when you could have brought judgment, when you could have just struck us dead and been done with us. Instead, you extend grace and mercy. And God, that's the kind of people that we want to be. And so, Lord, just for those who are struggling with things, yeah, I could have done things a lot different last week. This week is a new week. God, right now we ask in the name of Jesus just to wipe the slate clean and let us write something else on it. And God, help us to not get caught up in this world around us, in this culture around us. Help us to remember we're different. And we don't like to be different sometimes, but we are. And help us to remember this is only temporary. We're just passing through. We don't live here. We're coming. We're waiting. We're waiting. We want to hear that trumpet sound. We want to come and be with you. We want to come and be in our Father's house. And Father, until then, we want to be your show and tell. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. A special thank you to those of you that give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit refugecity.church for more information on how you can become a part of that team. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, you can share it with your friends, you can take a screenshot and share it on your social stories, and make sure to tag us at Refuge City Church. Thanks for listening.